Welcome to Catholic Radio for Katie Anna's presentation of Cajun Catholics. Here's your host, Todd Citron. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Heavenly Father, I'm not worthy of entering into your studio. Use this 30 minutes to bring your message to the people of our community. Make them holier. Make them learn about you and make them love you. Amen. 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 Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. You're listening to Cajun Catholics. I'm your host, Todd Citron. Very excited today to have a very close friend, a hunting partner, fellow Rotarian, Mr. Joe Wolf. Welcome to the show, Joe. Thank you, Todd. It's good to be here with you. All right. Uh, Joe, as always, would like you to start out by telling the audience a little bit about yourself. Well, I grew up in New Orleans. I went to Brother Martin High School. I went to USL, graduated in 1982 in accounting, went back there for three years with a CPA firm, Bourgeois Bennett. Then I came to Commerce and Energy Bank in not a great economy that got even worse. (laughs) And when it failed, I went to Aluminum and Stainless, which was owned by one of our directors, a good friend and mentor, good Catholic, Mr. Monty Montagnier. And for his uh, mentorship, I'll, I'll be eternally grateful. And... I worked there. Well, I've been there or or a derivative thereof for over 30 years. Now, you and I have known each other quite a while, and I did not know you were from New Orleans, but tell me a little bit about your your youth growing up in New Orleans and the Catholic faith in general in the the New Orleans area. We were at a a large uh, suburban parish in New Orleans East, um, Resurrection of Our Lord. I went to Resurrection Grammar School from first grade through uh, eighth, and then Brother Martin. Confirmation back then was in eighth grade. I kind of wish it had been a little bit later. Same for in, us. In, yeah. in my in my old age, anyway. <laughs> but um, Brother Martin, like I said, four years, and then USL for four years. So uh, our Cajun Catholic listeners, I think, would be interested to know, because I, I, my family was from New Orleans as well. My, my grandfather worked for Ford in New Orleans, and my mom went to Ursuline, and you know, um, how, you know, is it different? Are the Catholics in New Orleans? That's deeply Catholic. I mean, it's, there's so many beautiful Catholic churches in New Orleans, but do you find their faith, they're a little different than, than here in Cajun country here in Lafayette? I don't know that I'm, I have an opinion on that, Todd, to no. be honest with you, because I'm a different Catholic than I was when I was a kid growing up in New Orleans, a, a very different Catholic. Tell us how so. Well, daily mass, um, service in, in my own parish, Come, Lord Jesus, what a wonderful program that is by Father mm-hmm. Connolly Bertrand. That is, uh, that is every Thursday morning at 6 a.m., count on it, and it's a highlight of my week. We're going to get into that for sure. But, Joe, so what changed? You know, for me, the same. You know, I was five years at LSU. I took a four-year program and turned it into five years and uh, didn't know there was a Catholic church on campus and just didn't really was very apart from the faith. But obviously, for me, something changed. Something changed big for you. What changed for you? Well, I... I guess a, a, a yearning. I, I, I was curious. I, I started buying a few books and reading, and uh, something reached me that you know, our soul is restless until it rests in God. That's, that's true. That's, that's wisdom. And, well, of course, that's St. Augustine. That's not me. But um, that's just where, where real happiness is on this earth is a relationship with God and, and understanding why we're here. And it's to 
make our place in eternity by the grace of God. And I think uh, one of the, as I got more and more faith, uh, a program called That Man Is You came to Fatima. Father Russo brought it in, and I knew as soon as I saw the first poster, this is for me. I needed that, and boy, did it pay off. It was wonderful. It brought the parish closer. It brought us all deeper in faith. And uh, at the end of year three, we still had 50 men coming every morning, uh, once a week, to that program. Um, but that's, uh, I think Steve Bowman is the founder of that program. It is a wonderful ministry. And that led into Come Lord Jesus and deeper involvement in, in the parish as well. Uh, I'd always been a lector there and uh, help out ushering and things, but uh, I'm, I'm got on the finance committee and we it, it just that and then I ran into a good old friend of mine one Saturday morning at the cathedral and I'll give you his name it's Bob Derwan he's a partner at Broussard Pochet in New Iberia we were roommates in college we we kind of grew up together a little bit and um, you know I could I went to daily mass once in a while Bob inspired me to start going every day mm. and uh, that was that that's wonderful to receive the Eucharist every day, and, and that's just part of living in Lafayette. The opportunity to grow in faith and holiness in this community is—I can't imagine a better place. There are so many opportunities for confession in this town: morning, noon, evening, daily masses. I have my routine, but we have so many options in Lafayette, Louisiana. So many parishes, and. It's just a wonderful place to be a Catholic. And we, we realize that other communities are not like this. Uh, vacation in Arkansas a few years, they had one weekday mass. It was <laughs> at 10 a.m. on, I think, a Thursday. And the church was uh, a little bigger than the studio. Mm. And it was almost full Sunday morning. But, um, <laughs> that's not big, y'all. You know, that's not a Catholic community like Lafayette, Louisiana, or New Orleans for that matter. I had this like deep, profound thought about adoration in Lafayette, uh, even just in Acadiana, about how many adoration chapels there are, how many churches there are where the Eucharist is physically present in the church, and you know we make the sign of the cross when we go by the church. And I, I had heard from, from a priest one time that that was really only really a South Louisiana thing, and actually a New York thing. It was uh, Father Marty from Holy Cross. It was it was from New York, and he said that's the only two places in the country that he'd ever really seen people you know make the sign of the cross when they came by the church and it is to acknowledge the true presence of christ i did it for a long time not knowing what i was doing you know and then someone once said hey that's that's your acknowledgement of the real presence but imagine if they had a map of uh, of acadiana with it with a peg on every adoration chapel or tabernacle it'd be, it's kind of mind-boggling to think and it, to me that's why cajun catholics are so special because we we have that real presence totally surrounding us heard on the radio this morning about how you know when you when you when you have that regular interaction like you may i go weekly and and and, and when you see christ in the eucharist it enables us to see christ in others and i thought that was very profound so joe joe's um He's the most social guy I know. He's the sergeant at arms at our Rotary Club, always been involved with our Rotary Club. Tell our listeners a little bit about Rotary because it's some very underlying Christian values in Rotary for sure. Well, of course, Rotary kind of prides itself on not picking a religion, but the motto is service above self. And uh, I joined at a 
fairly young age. I think I was 26 when I joined, and that's, well, I'm 60 right now, so that's a long time ago. A long time. And uh, I served as president in 1999. I don't know how many times I served on the board of directors, but I was very involved in the in the club level and, and the district level, which is all of South Louisiana, in, in polio eradication. And Rotary has reduced polio to being endemic in two countries, Pakistan and Afghanistan, and that was all done through not just fundraising from Rotarians, but hands-on efforts going to places like India and and climbing a, on, on an elephant, believe it or not, <laughs> to bring uh, little ice chests full of the oral vaccine to very remote areas so that children could be immunized and, and eventually, hopefully, this disease will be eliminated just like smallpox was. That would be the second time in the history of humankind that that accomplishment takes place. I saw polio live and in, in, in color with uh, Dr. Prather was on the show a few weeks back, and uh, he's suffering with with polio. It's just a terrible disease. And I guess for us young folks out there, uh, not us young, for you young folks, I'm an old guy, you know, uh, it's it's foreign to us, but it's a bad deal, bad deal that polio. It, it is. So, uh, okay, so so Joe leads a, a, a Come Lord Jesus, or has certainly been a member for a very long time. Tell us about that. Well, Tim Maragos, uh, one of our deacons at Fatima, and myself, or I guess co-leaders, we started with Come Lord Jesus Light, I call it, a, a, an hour-long program as a filler for the summertime when that man as you finishes. We would we knew we'd miss the fellowship and, and sharing Christ in our lives with one another. So Deacon Tim brought Come Lord Jesus to us, and about eight to ten of us would meet the regular That Man Is You time. And when we finished our third year, and at that time the program ceased after three years, we went into real Come Lord Jesus full-time. And right now, well, we're meeting on Zoom right now with about a dozen men every Thursday morning at 6 a.m. When we're not on Zoom, if, if we ever get to go back to real life like we want to, we'll be uh, about 15 men at two different tables every Thursday morning at Fatima in Night Hall going through the, the Bible study and answering questions, studying the catechism. The, the program is structured brilliantly, and, and Father Connolly Bertrand did not just make this up overnight. This was tried and true. It, um, it was tested, and this format, which we stick to rigorously, is a winner. You start with opening prayers, and everyone says prayers of thanksgiving and praise, and then everyone who chooses to, I should say, says prayers of petition. And then we read, in our case, the second reading for the upcoming Sunday. Uh, we did the Gospels for three years. We're in our second year of the Epistles. And when we finish that, we'll go into the first readings. And so it's a nine-year cycle. And then when it's done, you start again. And believe me, there is no repetition. We yeah. have, we've read these readings, in my case, for 60 years. Mm. Um, because I'm a cradle Catholic. And with other people's input and with supplemental material and study, it's amazing. You see something different every week, and usually more than one thing. It's just phenomenal how deep the Bible is, how deep our faith is, and it's, it's wonderful to get other people's insights and to grow in your own faith by seeing things that you've read over your whole life, and, and there it was, 
and now you know. Yeah, it's it's it means different things at different points of our lives for sure. And for me, I'm I'm an, Calvin and I are doing the study Bible at John and. When I hear you talk about your devotion to the Word, I think of John 1 for sure. Uh, in the beginning was the Word, the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And, you know, that is a testimony to Bible study. And us Catholics, we get the bad rap. You know, there's no question. I think we get the bad rap on do we know our Bible. And uh, so, you know, you mentioned you wanted more in your faith life. And I think that for those listeners out there that want more, this is that opportunity, right? And oh, Come Lord Jesus is a phenomenal program. And it's all over, not just the diocese, it, it's, it's in foreign countries. All over, yeah. People, participants have brought it wherever they go, and it's available. Remind our listeners, you're listening to the Cajun Catholic Radio Show. Today's guest is Mr. Joe Wolf, a good friend, a duck hunter, a Lafayette businessman, Rotarian, and, uh, and highly involved in Our Lady of Fatima. Uh, Joe is um, very outspoken, I would say, at, at Rotary. He's the sergeant in arms, or you are, still are. I still. You know, we're not I'm, meeting too much. But, uh, but he's, he's the voice of Rotary here at the downtown Rotary in Lafayette, as far as I'm concerned. But what, what you don't know about Joe is he has this quiet faith about him, and he leads by example, certainly in the St. Francis Mole, and uh, I'm very proud to call you a friend. So tell us, Joe, I think when we read the Bible, it's in the little things that I like to pick up on that mean a lot to me. Where are y'all now in your study, and what's touched your heart recently in, in y'all's studies? Well, this Sunday coming up, we'll, we'll meet... On Christmas Eve at 6 a.m., we meet on Thanksgiving morning at 6 a.m., and to this this Sunday is the elbow reading. Okay. Uh, wives, be submissive. Uh, husbands, uh, honor your wives. Do not uh, discourage your children lest they lose heart, etc. And, and the elbows in my family's pew are flying when that <laughs> reading's read. And that started a few years ago when I opened up the missalette and put it in front of one of my children and pointed really hard and banged the page about obeying your father and well they read a little further and hit me back so what can i say but uh it's a great reading this this show is going to air probably sometime in 2021 for sure early 20 you know in february but uh we're we're just at the time we're taping this show we're on the eve of christmas eve aren't we that's right yeah 23rd so tell us a little bit about what Christmas looks like at, at your house versus in the tradition maybe that your family passed down. Well, it's a big family deal. And, of course, this year will be a little different, unfortunately. But um, we try to get to my mother's house. She's 88 years old, a very holy woman. We, we talk spirituality all the time and what a role model and mentor she is for me. And I know you can relate to that. <laughs> for sure. Uh, no question about it. She was a shining example of faith to me growing up and she still is we trade books all the time i read a lot spiritually it's uh kind of what i do in the morning between mass and work and uh, i really get a lot from from books some classics and some contemporary there's so much out there Tell me some of your best memories of Christmas with your mom or, or maybe uh, some spiritual stories about what, what makes her, her faith so deep. Well, she her mother was holy, and her father was a Protestant who practiced no faith and, frankly, had a deathbed conversion. Wow. He was always a good man. But uh, like we say in one of my groups, we want to be a holy man. You know, 
guy a guy dies and oh he was a good man good ain't good enough well good doesn't get you to eternal happiness holiness gives you a chance holiness and grace puts you there so let's let's go for that <laughs> you, you mentioned your grandmother did you get to know her did you i know did her? i did she lived to be a hundred years old lord all the women in that family from central illinois north central illinois lived to be about a hundred years old mm. my mother's well aware of that i don't know if she wants to live to be a hundred years old but uh she knows we have a lot in common, Joe. I don't know if you know this, but my father was born in Illinois. My, my dad was born in Chicago, and um, they lived in San Francisco in different parts. He was a, a Yankee. We used, my mom used to call him a Yankee, and uh, he came down to South Louisiana, again, also a convert to the faith. And, uh, you know, mom used to write a lot in her diary about how all she wanted was a, a Catholic uh, husband and family, and that was her great desire. And in their relationship, it kind of went in and out and in and out. They, uh, he, he came to the faith and then wasn't real serious about it. And I actually, I was his confirmation sponsor at, a, at an adult age uh, and then uh, went away again and came back again. And in the end, he, he, I think he landed. He landed the plane. You know, uh, <laughs> that's how it goes. So well, how did they get from Illinois to uh, Louisiana? Oh, my mother uh, went to a couple universities, graduated in sociology from St. Louis University, and she took a job at Catholic Charities in New Orleans, oh, wow. working with adoptions. And that's, a, that's another big part of my life because she couldn't have children. Mm -hmm. And I have three siblings, so we have four adopted children in my family. And wow. uh, by the grace of God, she was able to make a, a good Catholic family out, out of that. That's amazing. That's a great story. So, Joe, tell us a little bit about also, I'd like to know, you know, doing a deep dive Bible study, where in, okay, so I struggle with the Old Testament a little bit, but if for our readers that would dig into the Old Testament, where should they start and like, what's, what's, what's a good place for you? What are you liking? Well, come that? Lord Jesus hasn't quite got there yet, mm -hmm. but... Uh, it's mostly gospel. No, no, it's it works through cycles. You I do gotcha. you do the Sunday readings every week. I see three years of cycles A, B, and C in the gospel. Three years of the second reading, and then three years of the Old Testament reading. Mm -hmm. um, there are some uh, the Ignatian Bible by Scott Hahn mm -hmm. and company is is published as a New Testament, but there are also paperback Old Testament guides and. I've got, I think, Isaiah and Exodus and uh, Genesis, and there, there are others available, mm -hmm. I understand, that, uh, that cover. And, and that's where you get great footnotes, and you pick up things that you wouldn't understand. And then mm -hmm. some of the books, the one we were discussing uh, the other day, uh, Jesus and the Jewish Roots of the Eucharist, well, that explains so much about the Last Supper and, and the sacrifice of Jesus, the Lamb, and the real presence in the Eucharist, as it was all laid out in the Old Testament, that Jews would understand because that's what they had. That was that was essentially the summit of their faith was, mm -hmm. was the Bible. And, of course, we've gone well beyond that. But the foundations of the summit of our faith, the Eucharist, started with the Old Testament, which is contained within the New and and explained. I was thinking about, um, too, you know, like 
Bible characters like that you maybe really relate to, you know, for you? Uh, for me, it's like I like to fish and I like to hunt, but 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 definitely Peter for me, you know, I'm like a, you know, I feel like in my life I've had those denial moments, you know, for sure, a bunch of struggle with, with different different types of uh, a sin in that regard, you know. Um, but what about for you, you know? Well, as far as that goes, as a friend of mine told me it, it mass one morning when i was regretting the uh, wayward ways of my youth he <laughs> said we are here now <laughs> so like we are here now yeah. and and i can relate to peter too because uh he is so impetuous he he's a ready fire aim kind of guy when he moves his mouth sometimes but his heart was always in the right place even if he lacked the fortitude to back it up especially at the denial of christ obviously but, um, you know, I, I'm not I, – I don't aspire to uh, be as good as many of those characters in the Bible, but, but I should. Yeah, we should. I mean, we all that's have, why we're here is we're to become saints. We're all called to be saints. Absolutely. Exactly. Absolutely. So it wouldn't be the, uh, a, a complete show without, with Joe Wolf without talking about politics because he likes to talk about politics at Rotary. And so let's talk a little bit about politics and how, how it shapes into our faith life here in Kadena and how – let's talk about that. Like, well, for instance, Trump. Number one is pro-life, okay? <laughs> okay, all right. Number one is pro-life, and, and I don't know that we've ever had a president whose policies were as pro-life as, as President Trump's. And Can't argue with that. That is number one. I cannot vote for someone who is not pro-life. Mm-hmm. That's uh, – it, it's the it's the scourge of our time in 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 this lifetime. It's it's a disgusting scandal. It's amazing that people cannot look at at an unborn baby as a person because that's a human. That's that being has a soul, and that soul, God's plan for that soul, is to have it born and live and develop and grow and end up forever with God in heaven. And that is the be-all and end-all politically to me. Yeah. Uh, We talked a little bit uh, on a prior show about Amy Coney Barrett being from New Orleans, you being from New Orleans, so proud of of that choice and for her, you know, in the Catholic faith. She was uh, a St. Mary's Dominican graduate a few years after my sister's. Um, Wow. And... So we know people who know her and are related to her secondhand, and what a fine, fine woman she is, what a person of character. And some of that came out. Uh, and, of course, we, we were joking. Uh, I made the crack at Come Lord Jesus, you know, God, why didn't you take uh, Judge Ginsburg about six months earlier so we could replace her? <laughs> and, and Deacon Tim admonished me that, uh, you know, we know not his ways. And, of course, I know that intellectually, and I know that spiritually, too. But, but sure enough, we know not his ways, but, boy, did he, did he fix that Supreme Court. Mm-hmm. He fixed it right up with her. That's a gift. What's your thought about Joe Biden being a Catholic and uh, being pro-choice and uh, him receiving communion? I mean, there's been a lot of talk about that. That's, uh, well, for what my opinion's worth, that's a no-brainer. No. Yeah. Yeah, he shouldn't partake. Uh, I don't know if the bishops and priests of his parish should say to him, you know, hey, you're out. You know, and I guess that's the big 
I get it both ways. I do, but I guess my compassionate side is that maybe maybe it could change his heart if he continues to take the. Eucharist. Well, it could, yeah. but I think the proper admonition would be private, and yeah, right. But there should be. You can't you can't live publicly in, in such a great sin as being pro-abortion mm-hmm. and claim to be part of our faith you know the eucharist is also called communion mm-hmm. when we accept the eucharist we are declaring we are in communion with the catholic church and all of its teachings so you cannot receive the eucharist and not do everything you can to end the scourge of abortion yeah i don't know whether it's a, it's it's god's sense of humor or what but you know we finally get a catholic uh president first since john f kennedy right i believe so and 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 i guess we can say that as it pertains to our faith you know for religious freedom trump was the man can't deny him of that i agree with that no doubt about it and uh i guess we'll hope and pray that there'll be future catholic presidents for sure i'm hoping well real catholics not yeah there uh, you go not cafeteria catholics so joe just a couple of minutes left on the show but um what is uh what tell me in the for, for the rest of how do you want? What do you want your legacy to be? Whether it's be, be with your family or here as a Lafayette businessman, as a Rotarian, what what what, is, what do you want your legacy to be? Well, I'll go back to what I said before. Uh, when I die, I don't want people to say I was a good man, although that's that's positive. I want them to say I was a holy man. And when we encounter people, we're encountering Christ, and sometimes that's very hard to remember. Uh, some of them don't put forward the face of Christ to us. But every person has a soul. Every human being is created by God with a soul, and that soul will never die. So occasionally we pray, I pray that folks I encounter may see Christ in me and may be brought a little closer to God by how I relate to them or what I say to them or what they observe me doing. You know, when when you have children... They're watching you all the time. And when you profess your faith, people are watching you all the time. And, and many of them aren't watching just to see you trip. They're just mm-hmm. watching. Mm-hmm. And I want to be a good example to folks and, and bring folks to eternal life. Well, um, again, the St. Francis preached the gospel at all times, and when necessary, used words. That describes you very well. well I don't I think he really said that. He but didn't say that, that? They gave well, him that? Well, that's, that's disputed, actually. <laughs> it really is. All right. Okay. I'm with you. Uh, I, uh, so just, you know, again, um, just Joe's a great Cajun Catholic. You know, we both love to duck hunt. We wish the Lord would send us just a few. Do- we don't need a, a lot. I'll pray for that. <laughs> We're going to pray for that. Uh, what, what about, where do you see, uh, you, you enjoy the outdoors. What, tell me a little bit about how that wraps into your faith, faith life. You know, it's yeah. so beautiful in the morning. Oh, those sunrises. Yeah. We, we joked uh, last opening day was Saturday just right. passed, and there was a hole in the clouds and, and a pyramid-shaped uh, glow of golden light was 
shining through and i'm i'm hunting with my baptist uh housemate <laughs> and, and hunting buddy dr don mysel and i said i think any minute the ten commandments are going to appear in that ray of light <laughs> and then moses is probably going to shoot him <laughs> <laughs> a shout out to don uh, both good friends of ours and a, and a, and a good christian man loves, absolutely all loves the lord we all do we've got a good group so thank you so much for being on the show joe You've been a blessing to me, and uh, I'll be praying for you and your family. Well, and I'll pray for you, and it's been a pleasure to be here, and it did go fast. It did. It sure did. You've been listening to the Cajun Catholic Radio Show. Um, You can hear us on Spotify or on Apple Podcasts if you just search Cajun Catholics. And uh, again, um, we ask that you, we challenge you to engage the Cajun Catholic in you. Until next time, God bless. God bless.